verse 27. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. Listen to this. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus sternly warned them, saying, See that no one knows it. Let's go ahead and pray right there. Father, we thank you. We bless you for everything that we're in is faith. Everything that we're exposed to is faith. My voice and existence is by faith. Father, there's no way Refresh can do anything without faith because everything that we are has been faith. So we trust you and we rely on you at this moment, which is like no other moment, but it's still a moment of faith. So we have, we have what you want us to have by faith. We're able to preach and teach by faith. We're able to receive by faith. We're able to obtain by faith. We give you the praise by faith for the results that come behind this teaching and this receiving. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Go ahead and take your seats. Um, and we'll just go over a little bit of uh, this chapter. I won't deviate too much from it. Uh, my title is According to Your Faith. According to Your Faith. Um, many years ago, myself and Lady Davis captured faith. When we captured faith, our lives changed. Our lives changed a long time before we started pastoring. Uh, pastoring was not on our radar. Um, not being poor was something we were going to avoid by uh, living by faith. And faith is by living, living by the word of God. Our pastors at that time, um, they followed uh, Kenneth Copeland and all those, Jerry Savelle and all those type of individuals, and they would come back and they would echo a lot of what they were saying, and we were their congregation, so we lived off of what they were preaching. Um, you know, you who, who don't have someone or don't receive someone preaching to you, you you're limiting the, the level of faith that you could operate in because it's when faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, according to Romans chapter 10, so... Uh, if you are just reading, there's a level of faith that comes through you reading, but there's another dimension of faith comes through you hearing. Because normally who you're hearing for, from is been where you're going. If you desire to be in ministry, I can tell you how to do it. I can really tell you how to do it. I, I can tell you how to believe for it. Because it's, this is not how we started. And if this is not how we started, there's some way we got here. So there's a pathway that's already paved. If you don't want to create your own door, just walk through the one I created. It's that simple. It's not difficult. Um, so people who are operating in faith have experienced certain things, um, and they haven't all been good, but they faced their way through it. Uh, you have no idea. Most of the dilemmas that we've had didn't go public all because of our faith to resolve some cer certain things before they were all public. So faith doesn't stop an event, but it has a way of freeing you or giving you victory before your constituents even know you've been in a battle. So according to your faith, according to your faith, according to your faith, um, According, let's let's deal with according. According, and you know you're going to find your definitions of it, but this one fits better to, for what I'm doing. According is defined as on the authority of. According is defined as on the authority of. So on the uh, authority of faith, 
these individuals' eyes were open according on the authority of faith, on the authority of faith that they had. These blind men's eyes were open. Now your, your faith, if you have it, carries authority to move things for you. Now, now I'm not talking about height. I'm talking about faith. So faith, when it meets something that needs to be moved, then faith is more powerful than a mountain. That's why he said, speak to the mountain and it shall be thou, be, say, be thou removed and be thou cast into yonder sea. Now it takes faith to speak to something that never moved for anyone else. Learn to be specific and focused on what you are believing God for. Learn to be specific and focused on what you believe in God for. Many of you, you walk into the church and you say, I have faith. What does that mean? Faith is not active until it has a specific focus. So you just saying, I have faith. What are you focusing your faith on? What, what exactly are you attempting to accomplish? These two blind men wanted to see. You, you come in like, you know, many of you, because I'm pretty sure that these blind men, they were hindered financially because they couldn't see. They were probably hindered in their families because, you know, two blind men hanging together doesn't sound really good to me. So it doesn't speak of any family members that they had escorting them around. So you have two blind men walking together. And they both follow Jesus to the house. But they understand what their need is. So they didn't, many of you, you don't need money. None of you need money. Your problem is not money. Your problem is a, a creative idea. Your problem is some type of uh, breaking of the bondage in your thinking. That limits you from gaining access to money. money. Money is not difficult. But it'll only come to where it can have an assignment. Money only comes to where it has an assignment. If a money loses its assignment, then the money stops existing. Money is not a problem. Let me help your faith. Money is not a problem. You don't have a financial crisis. You have a stewardship crisis. I, over over this year, I've been learning more stewardship. I thought I thought it was fine. No, it's not fine. It's stewardship. So I stopped asking for more and started learning more about stewardship of things. Now I'm not in a crisis like that. I'm just I'm just learning some things. Cause see, you'll get up and you'll block what God wants to get to you, and that's information. So these guys understand uh, we don't need money. We don't need you to restore our children. We need you to restore our sight. And we can take care of the rest of that. See, so you, you got to know, you got to know exactly what it is that you really need from Jesus. Because many of you come to church and you don't know what you need from Jesus. So there, you have to be specific and you have to be focused. Many of you want what the person wants that you've been in conversation with. I've seen it so many times, especially in church, they're, they're talking to their constituents or somebody they're hanging out with, and now all of a sudden they want to do what that person is doing. And it never gets done. They live in a lot of frustration because faith is for your assignment. I don't, I don't need faith for somebody else's assignment. That's why I don't get in a lot of people's business. What it does, it throws me off focus. So these two, these two blind men, they realize they need sight. They don't need money. They need sight. So now their faith is being elevated for sight. 
The blind man's faith that Jesus could restore their sight yielded the desired results. It was the blind man's faith. It wasn't Jesus' faith. It was the blind man's faith. They knew they were blind. Do you know what you really need? <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just asking. Do you, do you know what you really need? I know what you say you need. Do you know what you really need? So the blind man's faith, they had faith in Jesus that Jesus could fix their sight. Now, I'm going to help you. Let me help you just for a moment. While you run into all those different places and you say you got faith in Jesus to give you sight. So them understanding blindness could be taken care of by Jesus. So they went to Jesus. Jesus was coming from Jairus' house. They'd heard about what Jesus was doing. And they knew if Jesus could heal and raise up a dead girl, then we blind, and we know we're blind, we need to get to this son of David, this Jesus, because Jesus has the ability to change our blindness. We know what our problem is. See, when you come to settings like this, you got to know what your problem is. Never come in the presence of God and not know what your real problem is. So I look at people, whenever I see people uh, who, are, who are jealous and envious of others, they have low self-worth, low self-esteem. They have an internal problem. Unless you build their inner confidence it doesn't matter how high they go, they're still going to be jealous of people. They're still going to be envious of people. Because their problem is not the promotion. They think, if I get the promotion, I'm going to be okay. That is not the issue. The promotion is not the You can give them everything. You can turn everything over to them. They're still going to conduct themselves the same way because the problem is not that. The problem is something internal, and they got to realize, hey, the reason I'm looking at everybody crazy and tearing everybody down and criticizing everybody is because I got an inner problem thinking that nothing it belongs to me. Thinking that I can't get anything. So they realize, you know, we, we got this issue. We're blind. We're blind men, but we have faith that Jesus could restore our sight. Their faith that Jesus could restore the sight yielded the desired results. Now, if your faith is right and we believe and we teach Jesus was the son of God, that he's just as powerful today as he was 2,000 years ago. If you can get focus enough. Now, let me help some of y'all with your focus. You know, you're too focused on what they've done to you. To focus on what you need God to do for you. Let me help you. Offense is always a distraction to a blessing. Let me, let me help some of you who are on your journey. Those of you who have quit, I can't talk to you right now. But when you're on your way and you're believing for a miracle from Jesus, then you'll have something from another individual, probably somebody you, you're close to because you didn't, you didn't expect anything from the street, street person to cuss you out. But when your family member or your friend cusses you out, now you're carrying offense now your vision towards what you need is off. So these men are blind. They can't see who's shooting a bird at them anyway. <laughs> see, when, when you got faith, you're focused. You're not worried about who's looking at me. I don't care who's looking at me. I know what I came here for. You understand what I'm saying? Most, most people don't know why they came. These two guys knew what they were coming to Jesus for. They knew exactly and they were not deterred and you could not change them because they were tired of being blind. See, you're not tired of your condition yet. 
They were tired of their condition. When you've surrounded yourself with people who pamper you and make you comfortable in that condition. You notice that these guys, uh, you know, we know all the blind people in town, but we're not hanging out with them. The worst thing you can do is want to be delivered from an issue and hang out with people who have it. You will never be whole. Hanging out with people who have your issue and you say you desire to be made whole. Your faith will first separate you from the ones who are limiting you. You, you want to you wanna lose a relationship with me? Get in doubt and unbelief. It's, it's contagious and I'm not about to catch your cold. It's a virus somewhere. I don't want that. I come too far for you to give me COVID now. See, so, see, some of you don't have anything on the line. I got a whole lot on the line and you're not about to create an environment around me. I'm, that's why I'm cleaning up some stuff now. This, this is not an arena where you keep staff, leaders who don't believe. This is not that. This is where people believe to the saving of the soul. It's created like that. It's not going to change from that. I'm not talking about spooky. I'm talking about results. These blind men got results. Stephen A. Davis been getting results for 26 years. We're not going to stop getting results now. I'm not going to catch somebody's virus. At this point, I've been believing and I've been receiving and you think I'm not going to have now? Just because you become shipwrecked in your faith doesn't mean I didn't grab a board and float on to my destination. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to complain about the ship being broken up. The, the apostle Paul said, no lies will be lost. The storm broke up the ship, but the Bible said they found sticks to float over to the land on. When you got faith, one, even if the ship is broken up, you'll find a stick to float in on. You'll find something to hold on to. If you don't have anything to hold on to, you didn't believe when you got on the ship. kind of faith that believed that Jesus could restore their sight and because they had that kind of faith it yielded the desired results they wanted their sight they knew what they wanted they got what they wanted why would Jesus deny you if he didn't deny them I don't think the problem lies in whether Jesus can or not or whether faith has the authority or not I think the problem is you. The problem is never God. The problem is never the word. The problem is never Jesus. Faith works if you have it. Anytime something that I know God wants for me is not coming to pass, then I am not checking on God. I'm checking on me. And I'm checking on my surroundings. Who am I hooked up with that's draining me of my belief system? It's better to be with another blind man if you're blind than to be with a seeing man that doesn't believe. With faith, do you believe Jesus is able to do that? Jesus asked them a question. Jesus is always asking questions. Not because he doesn't know the answer, but so you can think through. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? 
That's what, it, that's what the question is. They know that they're blind. Do you believe I'm able to heal this? Do you believe I'm able to change this? Are you focused enough on it? Because I'm about to put my focus on it. I, I'm about to give it some attention. Or do you believe that I have the rank, that I have the authority to fix this? See, that, that is the question. Do you believe that there is enough power to change that situation? So he asked them, do you believe I'm able to handle this situation for you? Because see, that's why most people don't come to him. You want to know? They're going to where they think it can be solved. Some of y'all came because y'all believe that you can get in touch with Jesus here and Jesus can fix your situation. That's why, that's why you can, and that's the way you have to be. Some came because it's Wednesday and they didn't want them, their wife complaining because they didn't come worship. So now what you have to do, this is faith. You have to believe that the authority of Jesus Christ can change your situation. I didn't say stop going to the doctor. Go to the doctor. He's secondary authority. Jesus is first in authority. I'm going to take my meds. But I'm going to believe. This ain't your atmosphere, you doubter. You, you won't do half the things I do because you ain't even focused. Let me tell you how out focused you are. You come to church and you don't believe in it. That's really our focus. I just come because I thought you're supposed to come. No, you, when you come to God's house, you got to be focused. I didn't come to be anybody's buddy. I didn't come to be anybody's friend. I came into the fellowship. I have a few things going on that I've not been able to solve over the years. So when I come, I came to be empowered so that I would have more focus on Jesus because I know at the end of the day what I've not been able to solve and they've not been able to solve, Jesus can solve it. So I'm going to put my trust in him. Some people say, well, does everybody who come to church have problems? Yes, they do. And you do too. There is no person under the sound of my voice without a problem. There's just only a few of y'all who believe. I got a message for you on Sunday. It's called rare faith. Rare faith. Rare faith. I'll talk about that Sunday. Do you believe Jesus is able to do that? That thing, do you, do you believe he's able? You know, nothing's wrong with not believing when you first start coming around. But as you continue to hear messages like I'm preaching, your lenses should start changing. I couldn't see it two weeks ago. All of a sudden, things are coming into focus now. So what you, you do is you, you keep coming and I'll keep adjusting your lenses. You think I'm just preaching. No, I'm adjusting your lenses because you've been waiting a long time for that to happen. So every time you come, I'm adjusting your lenses. Some of y'all think you can already see that's a sign you're blind. So you ask the question, do you believe Jesus is able to do that? That thing that you need him to do. That thing you're not really talking to anybody else about. Let me tell you, some of y'all, in this day and time, you can't talk to your prayer partner about all your personal business. 
And those of you who will continually you continue to do that, then you're not wise. So on top of your problem, now your business is everywhere. So what you, let me help some of y'all who know that what you're going through is too private to be sharing with everybody. What you do is be intentional. When you get, when you're getting ready to come to worship, you're fine tuning yourself. You're removing all distractions. You got your worship on all the way to the church. Whether they be hip hop or whatever you want to do that, that, that focuses you. Christian hip hop, I guess. You can say it that way. And you're fine tuning yourself. That when the message is being preached. That brings more focus. I can almost see it now, Apostle. I couldn't see anything. But now I can almost, I can almost, I can almost see it now. When Jesus prayed for one man that was blind, the man after he prayed for him the first time, the man said, I see, I see men like trees. He said, let me, let, me, let me adjust your focus just a little bit more. Because men ain't trees. I'm going to adjust your focus so you see men as men. See, many of you don't understand. You don't understand what this arena is all about. And that's why you still see people in the wrong way. Because you've never been in an environment or you're not yielding to an environment that can give you the focus that you need in order to see people the proper way. The blind man said, I see men like trees. Meaning his vision was not clear. So your faith has to go higher so you can see men as men. Now you would, you would think because everybody's trying to grow their faith. So as I was reading through the commentary, it's not about the growth of faith. It's the focus of faith. So you, you're trying to get more faith. I'm just trying to... No, the faith as a grain of a mustard seed. You can have a little bit of faith and move a mountain. But it has to be focused faith without doubt. You can have a whole lot of faith and a small morsel of doubt and miss it all together. Okay. So, do, do you believe that this can be handled? Now, now for, for some of you, you believe that Jesus can increase your finances, but you don't believe that he can give you peace of mind. So you, you have to look at this thing. Because in this room, everybody doesn't have the same issue. So you think because you got money in the bank that you're all right. What about your faith in the other area? Because if you don't get some faith in your marriage, your money and your house going to be split down the middle. You ever heard the term alimony? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you have one problem. She has another problem. He has another problem. But they can all be solved through faith in Jesus Christ. Never let anybody punk you because they got savings. Because sometimes they have savings, but they ain't saved. So every, everybody has an area. God would not give everybody the same problem. It was just two blind men. There was a pool of sick folks. I preached that on last Wednesday. Some were lame, some were blind, some were paralyzed. It was all different types of sick people. Everybody pretty much had a different issue. Some struggled with depression. Some struggle with pride. Think they more than what they need. Both of them need help. 
You want to know who's going to get the help? Not the one with the pride. It's, it's going to be that one with the low self-esteem and struggling with mental illness. God ain't going to do nothing with a prideful person. Nothing. Forget it. Not going to happen. All right, y'all still with me? You're not in need of more faith, but focused faith. You don't have to grow your faith for that project. You have to rid yourself of all the distractions. Distractions, they absorb all the energy of faith. That's why the devil, the, the major thing that the devil's using now is distractions. So did you want, you want zoom in. Zoom in the camera on me just a little bit. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on. You see, that, that's what the enemy don't want. You can go back out now. That's, that's what he don't want. And, and most of you are running around without focus. But you have so much invested in a project of faith. And you're off focus. That's a bad investment. That's a very bad investment. When you're investing a whole lot, you have to be focused. They get, they get a little bit upset with me because, you know, I'm regimented all the time. Because I have so much invested, I cannot afford to be off focus. Too much to lose now. And too much competing for my attention. You notice nobody asked you to go play golf when you were poor? Because they knew you didn't have any clubs. Think about this. Many people didn't ask you to do things they're asking you to do now. Why are they asking you now? Why didn't they ask you then? Because now you've gained some level of notoriety or assets. So now some distraction has to come. And if that distraction doesn't come, what it's going to do is going to deplete you of whatever you have that you gained by faith. So Satan has his way of sending relationships into your lives that causes you to look somewhere else. I wasn't washing my boat on Sunday before I could get one. I wasn't cutting my grass on Sunday before, you know, because all I had was dirt. You didn't have to cut that. I heard a young man say there, you know, a little while back. He said, uh, you know, people talk about, uh, Apostle, you know, cut your grass. He said, I grew up in the project. What number concrete and dirt? And I don't know anything about cutting grass. See, certain places you, you get to, and people are watching, and they don't know how you're doing what you're doing. But you focus. You got your vision board up there. You got things written down. They say, hey, Miss Love, what are you doing? They think you're acting funny because you didn't respond, but they don't know. I'm focused. What, what you're saying is not even important right now. And see, you got to know how to turn some stuff off. Because these, these, these two blind men, they were focused. The Bible said he was coming from Jairus' house. Then he came into town. Then he went into somebody's house, else's house. How'd they find him? They were blind. How, how'd they find him? They were blind. They didn't see him come into town. How'd they see the house he was in? See, whenever you have a problem in this area, your senses should become more keen in this other area. But if you got all that stuff that people have been saying that's cluttering your ears and you don't have sight either. You don't need, you don't need more faith. You don't, you don't need any more faith. You need focus. You need to know, you, you need to really know what you need. 
What if someone came up to you, and I've heard this several times, and said, uh, you know, um, I want to give you a million dollars if you can tell me where you're going to put it. They got quiet. Just mmm. If you don't know where you would put a million dollars, how are you going to bleed for a million dollars? If you don't know what you're going to do with a whole body, a physically whole body, why are you asking for one? You just, just think about it. People are so off focus. You know, you, you, you don't have any problem getting to church. We had a lady that we were communicating with today. They sent in her home with, with hospice. And, and then you just came in here with an attitude. And you're not, you know, you don't have any of those challenges. But your, your challenge is slothfulness. Your challenge is not sickness. But I've worked all day. Yeah, and it's a whole lot of other people worked all day. You just off focus. You done lost focus of what made you. Now, if you need what made you, you too off focus for it to help you. But somewhere you started with faith. Now you done got where you believe in yourself. So you don't need Jesus now. So go ahead and take him out of Christmas and it doesn't bother you. Okay. Okay. Uh, faith has the authority to alter whatever problem you can align it with. Faith has the authority to alter whatever problem you can align it with. Can you align faith with your problem? Faith is, faith is all around you. Can you align faith and your problem together? Let me tell y'all a little bit of what's been going on since I've been up here. I was having problems with my iPad and my phone connecting to my laptop this morning. So while I was doing my notes, things were kind of weird. So even when I before I left home, I was using my phone because there was something on my phone that I didn't see in my notes on my iPad. So what I've been reading up here is everything is double. Because when I got to here, so verse 28 has 28 twice. But I didn't complain about it because I'm focused. You didn't know. You had no clue. Because I'm not easily distracted, especially when I'm on an assignment of faith. Some of y'all so easily distracted and then want to walk with people who are focused. And we make it look so easy. So let me, let me do this. I'm going to read this last point. Let's, let's go back to where uh, Jesus asked the question. He said, with, with faith, do you believe Jesus is able to do that? Then in the last point that I had, because it, it, it doubled, because my, I've been having, I was having technology problems. Faith has the authority to alter whatever at ever problem you can align it with. Why didn't I read it like that? So if you think you're ready, it don't just get like that on your nose. It gets like that in your mind. Are you focused enough? That you can get the job done when everything is coming against your head. Because that's where it comes to. To attempt to derail you from your assignment. Yeah. 
And some of y'all, you ain't even focused. You ain't even close to focus. You not need, you need to repent because you are focused. So we have to align ministry. We have to align everything with faith in Jesus Christ. So I take every problem, align it with faith, and let God go to work. My job is alignment. I take this ministry that you're not going to run because you don't know how to line it up. That's why I can't trust you. Every time I try to give it to somebody, they take it further out of alignment, which means everything starts suffering. You got to know how to align an organization with faith so it'll do what it does. You start out, you start aligning your family. You align your household with faith. There ain't no way Lady David is going to have to talk me into coming to worship. My faith says worship is beneficial to me. If I want to keep being the leader of my household, not the church, I need to worship the God that created me. So for years I've had faith in the fact that if I worship, God would transform me. I believe that. If I get before, whatever you're around, you become like. So when you worship, you become like who you no matter how bad off you are, if you spend time in worship, you will become like the one you worship. I believe that. So I've been doing that. So I went from being this failure to what is now considered some level of success. And you think I'm going to stop believing in my worship now? Worship is not a team or a band or a great singers. Worship is a person that said, God, I can't do it without you. I'm going to align myself with you because I can't, I can't do it without you. Here it is, 26 years, and Lord, I, I still can't. I may, not, I may not say certain things to you, but I say a whole lot to him. Lord, if you leave me now, it's going to be a mess all over Birmingham and in other states in Atlanta and all over. So I'm just going, I'm going to keep on worshiping you and aligning myself with you because there is no problem that I have that the creator can't solve. There is no way. There is no way. So I got 230 verses on here. I got 229 verses on here. I got 228 verses on here. Because you expect it to be easy as you go higher. No, it gets more difficult and there's more traffic, which means you have to have more focus. Doesn't take a whole lot of intelligence when you ain't got no money to count. And it doesn't, you don't need anybody to help you with your schedule if you're not doing anything. You don't need a day planner. Your plans are the same every day. But when things start happening, that's when you got to put your faith in gear and start to align some things. You got to be serious about it. All those people who try to talk you out of your success, put the hand up. Don't let them talk to your ear. Tell them to talk to the hand because I'm going to wipe it off after you're done talking. Because not one word that you said penetrated my spirit. Because everything you said, you said to me has no value. And why should I let it in my ear gate? According to your, your faith, your faith, your faith, yours, your faith, according to your faith, according to the authority of your faith. Stop being jealous of folks if you use the authority of your faith. You'll stop wanting what God didn't give you. So all these people running around talking about how you have faith, how you have faith, and what? 
in, in what? In what do you have faith in? You got to know what you have faith in. This is a house of faith. We structured it in a way that we will always need God. Because we knew we would. And we know we do. We're not going to let somebody come in here and shift this atmosphere. You'll be, you're going to be mad at me for the rest of your life. Because we're not changing up. Because we see how good the authority of faith in Jesus Christ can be. Isn't that right, Lady Davis? And we're teaching others. We're teaching others. It's a culture. Faith, faith is a culture. Doubt is a culture. Don't bring your doubting culture out of your house into this house of faith. We believe that we receive. We know we shall have. We are not deterred in our belief. It's been too good. He's been too good. When he's been good like that, you don't let that go. He's been too good. He's been too faithful. Gave you wisdom when you sat at the table with executive leaders and you didn't know what you were doing, but you knew that the hand of the Lord would be with you because you had the faith to believe that you would never walk into an environment where the Lord wouldn't walk into that environment with you. For those of you who ascribe to do great things, you got to get focused on your faith. Because if you focus on Jesus, there's nothing they can do to overthrow you. But you got to get focused. And those of you who have gotten off focus, you need to refocus. Because if you don't refocus, a good thing will overwhelm you. <laughs> I'm not talking about the slow down. Slow down what? There ain't no about to slow down. If you want to slow down, sit down. I'm not the guy to be with. I'm accelerating every single day. If you're ready to retire, then we have an area. We have the widow's row. Sit there, but don't get involved because we're not about to do that. We didn't come to take sides. It takes faith to believe that you can influence every arena. I got to go now. I had this, I was at, at this little event, I think it was Monday. Um, two different individuals said, well, we need you to come because we believe in you. We need you to come and support. So one was Chris. Chris was trying to get me to come to support Brandon. And Brandon was trying to get me to come and support Chris. Neither one of them knew that they were being promoted. So they both are making sure that I'm in the room to help celebrate the other. And neither one of them knew that they were being promoted. They were faithful to their assignment and promotion had come and they both wanted me in the room. So when Brandon sees me, he thinks I'm there for Chris. When Chris sees me, he thinks I'm there for Brandon. I'm just there to be a witness of how good God has been standing in the room, coming from nowhere. Now I'm able to help endorse. And then I wasn't expected. They said, well, we need Bishop Davis to come and do the invocation. Faith has a way of taking you from where you were making sure you're in the room when elevations are taking place and won't let the meeting close until they hear your voice. thing of it is, I, I used to think I didn't have anything to say. And I spent a lot, a lot of time around people who didn't want to hear what I had to say. Worst thing you can do is spend most of your time with people who don't want to hear what you have to say. I believe you need to change your audience. I believe you need to get around some people that value what's coming out of you. If it's wisdom and it's coming out of you, get around some people that respect what you say. Because these other ones, they will, they will take your vision and they will move it in another direction. 
And I want to say this as I close. God has some great things in store for you all. Great things in store for you all. Great things in store for you all. But it's going to take faith. It's going to take you being focused and trusting God for that thing to come to pass. Don't let anybody, even if it's your own family, don't let them talk you out of what you know God has said to you. I don't care who turns on you. They're just moving out of the way so the right people can come into your life. I don't care who talked about you. Keep moving until you enter the room where they celebrate you. I don't care who dropped their head. Their heads that are about to lift because of what's going on with you this day. that they knew and told them they want me to be there. They need me to say something. Don't get mad at the people that try to shut you up. Listen to me. Stay focused. When they start digging in their purses and making notes and then you ain't even saying nothing to make a note. Don't, don't focus on that. Keep preparing yourself for the room that you're about to go into. Because you are about to go into a room and many of them are not going to be in the room that you're going to. So get yourself ready. Stay focused. Keep believing in Jesus. And Jesus is going to show up for you like he's been showing up for us for many, many years. Come on, y'all give God the praise in the house of the Lord. Ever in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.